Hey gang, you're listening to Lisa Marie Van, aka Victoria from WWE, aka Tara from Impact Wrestling TNA, and you're listening to WNS Podcast. And if you are not tuned in, I'm going to come back and widow's peak your butt. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Horse Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's, That's right. right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. He is Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Aber. He is Tyler Aber. I'm Doug. That is Doug. <laughs> and we welcome you to episode 209 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Give us a follow, won't you, on Twitter at WSPOT. Won't you, not want you. We want you to. We would like for you to. Won't you, we would want you to. Um, at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, and at That's me. Underscore Aver. Another place to find Daniel is in his bed. Yeah, that's where I will be as soon as the show concludes. Long drive back from Dallas. So, uh, so how you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. I'm just gonna cut all the formalities and get right into it. You do? You hanging in there, A Bear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. You ready to get fitted for your tux? I yeah. did it. Oh, you already did it. Okay, cool. It. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll have to knock mine out soon. I'm probably gonna um go back down there. I feel so weird because uh, the setup mm-hmm. was strange um, because we went in there. They measured us. Why are you going mm-hmm. back down? Are you are you going to get to that part where you say why you're? Yeah. Down? Okay. I, I'm go, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. They measured us, and because uh, Daniel doesn't know, so I don't know. So they measured us, and um, and they gave us suits to try on. Not the color; it's just mm-hmm. you know testers. Mine was way super baggy, and they're like, uh, oh. it, it wasn't super baggy. It was bigger than you wanted, but it was not super baggy. Oh uh, yeah, well yeah, okay. We'll, tell the story. You wanted right. more of a for, you wanted more of a form fitting like suit, and it was a little baggy. Not super baggy. Like Bruce Lee. Wasn't fucking trash bags hanging off of you, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give it that. Um, it's just that the, they didn't have the type of, the cut of suit that you wanted, like, to, for trial. Yeah. Well, then it was like, we'll go down two sizes or whatever, and then they wrote it down. And I guess they didn't have the what I sh- I thought we were going to try more until, like, hey, this is close to fitting, or this fits, or this mm-hmm. is good enough. But then they just wrote it down, and we're like, oh, okay. We just tried on once, but I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know if I should go down there or not. But I feel weird how they did all that stuff. Mm. You just you didn't like how they did it. No. Well, go down there. Go, go down, down there with me. Okay. Whenever I go, you can be like, "Hey, this is my guy." Get him fitted, and while I'm down here, <laughs> yeah, we can do you that. You should go when those chicks aren't there and be like, "Yo, I didn't like the way they did stuff." It's like I want to like refit or whatever. Yeah. Cool deal. This motherfucker is asking us shit. Like, you guys want to do this? Like, like, the, she's like explaining options and shit to him. He's like, "What do you, you guys want to do this?" <laughs> like, I don't know. You fucking tell us what you want us to wear. Asshole. It's your it's your wedding. Well, you I'm make glad, the decisions. I'm glad that lady asked me some questions because like, what's the color of her dress? 
I thought it was white. Because we are, you know, our, our white shirt that we're going to wear under the vest and, you mm-hmm. know, she's like, if if it's white, we can wear white. But if it's cream, we have to, you know, match it with that color, too. And I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure it's white. Let me text her. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, shit. It's cream. I didn't know if she's a virgin or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm is just it, fucking. Is it jokes, white, white? I got jokes. I got jokes. <laughs> like, is it white, white, or is it off white? What we call a hussy white. Uh, well, the dress can be white. The gloves can be uh, off white. <laughs> so, yeah. Joking, joking. Yeah, joking. all jokes. And also, what we found out, too, is um, okay, just to let you know, a rehearsal is going to be that Thursday. I'm not going to make that. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's, and also they said, the pick up the suits is two days before the wedding. Great. Yeah, I got to so. be responsible for this for two days. Then, yeah, <laughs> for two days you gotta. Yeah, be. Super I have to not lose something. <laughs> Let me uh, put on. I'm going to Crocker Street now. Let me make sure I still have the shoes. <laughs> going to Houston with this on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go paint the town. That's right. What color? Whatever color we first grab. Okay. Sound good. Mm-hmm. Red is too cliche. Yeah. We'll just go into Home Depot or wherever. First color we come across. That's the one. The one. The one. Or we'll blindfold you and spin you around a few times and be like, okay, first first palette that he grabs, that's the one we're getting. <laughs> we're going painting the town. Doug, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? Hanging in there? Battling the weather? Yeah. No fun. Hey, let me hey. ask you this. Okay. Have you ever played Rogue Legacy? Rogue Legacy. I yeah. do not believe so. I hate to be the guy who's like, like two years after everyone, not two years, maybe like a year and a half, maybe like a year, the year after everyone else said, hey, this game's really great and people should be playing it. I hate to be the guy <laughs> playing it a year later and telling everyone else who hasn't played it to play it. Mm-hmm. You should really play Rogue Legacy. What is it for? Four? Yes, four? You can download it. It's like a it's like a $15 game on the PSN or whatever. You can download it. That's quite an investment. It's worth What's bucks. it about? It's just like a roguelike platformer. It's like you go into a castle, mm-hmm. and it like every time you die, mm-hmm. like it's it regenerates. It's like never the same. Like it's not the same layout. Like every time oh. you go back in, the layout of the castle changes. Hmm. And every time you die, like your guy's dead for for sure, like for good. And then you get, like, a descendant of his, like, a kid of his. So it's, like, the legacy of the guy. And they get, like, they give you, like, three to pick from. And, like, they all have, like, different, like, traits and characteristics. So you never play the same person twice. And you don't play the same castle twice. It's, like, and, um, like, you're you're trying to get all this gold while you're inside the castle. Mm-hmm. Then you, like, beef up your stats with the gold that you buy. Like, um, you, you know, sort of, like, RPG element type stuff. But you have to spend all your gold because it, they like once you get in, you got to buy everything that you can afford because there's like this little gatekeeper guy who um, who tells like who you have to pay him all your gold to get back in. Hmm. So if you don't spend your gold, like he takes it all like to get back into the castle or whatever. Huh. So it's really weird, but it's only like fifteen bucks and it's like super cool. Hmm. Definitely worth it. Might have to check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, we actually have a review this week. We're going to dive into some feedback, talk about Raw, some hot topics, Total Divas, Q&A, all that good stuff. So uh, let's dive on into the review that we got. 
This one is from Stitcher from Joshua2015, giving us five stars. Thank you very much. Saying, excellent, a must for any wrestling fan. Saying, three friends talking wrestling. It's that simple and it comes across great. Each have their own opinions and are able to argue and debate in a mature manner. Plus, every so often they give us a great interview, such as one from Roman Reigns, Booker T, Mick Foley, and more. It's filled with love and support for the indies, too. Great humor. Give it a try. So thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate thank that. Thank you. Thanks for stretching the truth for us, Josh. We appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> mature manner. Yeah. Yeah, very mature. Talking about butts and stuff. So. Appreciate that. Good looking out. Good looking out. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, we do have some feedback that was from uh, episode 207 on Stitcher that I did not catch. Unfortunately, I don't check Stitcher as often as I probably should. And I know we're still having issues uh, with our iTunes account. I don't know what the deal is so with that. So I wonder if there's any other p- podcasts and stuff that are, that's happening too. I don't know. That's that's an interesting uh, question. I'd like to know the answer to that as to why we're constantly not showing up on iTunes. It's starting to irritate me. Because I have a feeling that there might be more than just one. Yeah. Because I know we have a lot of listeners that listen in from iTunes. And I'm almost tempted to start you know, pushing, hey go over to Stitcher or, hey, listen through YouTube. But I know people don't like the YouTube because uh, a lot of people listen on their phones now. Uh, so that'll take up some of their data. So, you know, if, if you're having issues on iTunes and you want to make the switch, uh, we'd highly recommend Stitcher because um, it's always, you know, 99 out of 100 times it'll, it'll pop up when it's supposed to. Uh, only very few times will it uh, cause any any issues or any problems. So, uh, yeah, switch over to Stitcher or listen in on YouTube um, for for the most up-to-date version of the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Alan from episode 207 on Stitcher said, Hello, gentlemen, this is the first show I was able to listen to in a few months, but luckily y'all haven't changed anything because the show is still great. For, for me, bringing the authority back was rushed, and it makes sense now that Brian has announced his return. And since Brian is coming back at the Rumble, uh, the only logical thing is to have him win, go on to WrestleMania, and win the title once again. Yes, yes, yes. It was great hearing the show again. Keep up the good work. Enjoy the Beaumont show and Wrestle Kingdom 9. And Daniel, invest in a Wii U. I recently traded in my 360 to buy one, and Smash Bros. is legit. We talked about that last week. We, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been... Smash Bros. Smash Bros. is for some busters. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's I, I don't like it, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been going back and forth on, on if I should... Uh, I haven't played in a while. Yeah. The only thing I've... Pl- it's been a few days, but the only thing I've played was uh, Far Cry 4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but thank you for the feedback. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for listening in again. Um, did we just... Did, did you just pull, like, a... Um, Brock Lesnar, like, um, post-fight promo where you're like, hey, I'm going home to have a Bud Light because Miller Light won't pay me shit with Stitcher and iTunes. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes ain't posting our show, so we'll we'll promote the one that does. I'll go home and uh, get on top of my wife. My fiance. And then she'll be like, and get see, off. And, like, and, okay. seeing, and seeing how, this, how that's the most Brock Lesnar thing either of us or any of us will ever be able to do, we're going to take that one. Hey, I've <laughs> lifted a log once. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you a shit log, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actual log, moving stuff. Well, you cutting uh, firewood or you've imitated him before. <laughs> yeah, 
Good stuff. So uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Michael Ortiz saying, uh, great show, guys. I love the interview with Nigel as well. As for Wrestle Kingdom 9, it was awesome uh, awesome showing once again. I agree they should have had Okada, who is my favorite, by the way. Uh, Okada should have won the match against uh, Tanahashi, but I can understand why Okada didn't win, simply because they wanted to market their own scene to the American audience. I do also feel that the six-man and eight-man tag match could have been better. Also, the commentating, uh, the commenting table was uh, on the opposite side of the of the rain, either the rain or I'm guessing he meant rail. Uh, if you remember going into the eight man tag match, Matt Stryker was worried about Takahashi uh, Izuka. Is that correct? That's right, Izuka. Okay, uh, doing something to him since they came to the ring on that side uh, that all the wrestlers were exiting. So there you go, as far as location. Yeah, I mean. You're, you're totally right about the Izuka shit. I forgot about that. And that's sort of his gimmick to rough up the uh, announcer. Not announcer, but the commentary guys. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cool. But um, I still need to watch As far as the, the, the three-man and the four-man, like, first of all, Michael, thanks for commenting on the New Japan shit because sometimes when we stray too far from the WWE path, it just seems like no one, like, uh, corresponds back with us and yeah. gives us some feedback. So I really appreciate that. I'm glad that you, you said that. But, um... As far as the three-man and the four-man, I don't think that was the point or the purpose of those matches. Uh, the three-man was just sort of the getting Jared on the show because he brokered the the, the, um, the GFW deal and he's you know put it out to the the U.S. The United States pay-per-view market. So to me, that was just sort of like a goodwill thing of getting him in the show for like their business relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like not even. Um, I mean, it, it went like, you know, just a few minutes and all it needed, all it was about was letting Jared on the show, letting Hanma get the, the big win to pop the crowd in the, in the dome. And as far as the four man, I, I, um, that could have been better too. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, um, I think that was just about getting the Suzuki gun guys, like they've reestablished their working relationship with Noah. And it's even rumored that they may have, um, purchased or maybe working with Noah's video library on New Japan World. So and they've they're sending the Suzuki gun dudes over to to feud with Noah guys. So I think that was just sort of about, you know, shedding more light on their new their um you know, their new business dealings with Noah. And and I mean, not all the all the matches on the card can get that much time. I mean, they I mean they only had four hours. Sure. Well, the th- well, the thing about that is those sh- those shows usually go over four hours and sometimes wow. five hours. And Goodness. the wow. only the only reason that they fit it into a four hour window on purpose was because of the the American deal to to show it in the U.S. Because they mm. knew people in America were unlikely to sit down for that long. Right. So not all those matches on the card were to get that much time because you know sometimes three hours is a slog through Raw and stuff. I mean, not that there's a comparison because that's a that was a great show, and you know, Raw is very hit or miss, heavy on the miss lately. Yeah. Same thing with the pay per views, but I mean, I just don't think that was the point of those and the focus of those matches on the cards. But thank you for talking to us about the New Japan shit. I really appreciate that. Definitely, it's always nice to hear feedback, um, especially when we talk about some something that's not necessarily WWE. So, uh, so yeah, so thank you for that. Thank you for all the feedback, and especially for the reviews. We always uh, we always appreciate them. We'll make sure to screenshot that and put it on the uh, on the Facebook page here soon. So uh, so diving on into Raw, we're uh, was it two weeks away from uh, 
from the Royal Rumble. I think so. Um, we kick things off like we usually do with Authority coming out and doing a promo with uh, John Cena. And, um, you know, Cena was trying to justify his actions for bringing the Authority back, saying he'd do it again and again. Um, and Authority decided to make a match against with Cena going up against Seth Rollins, and it's a lumberjack match. Uh, and if Cena wins, then uh, Ryback, Rollins, or Rowan, and uh, and Ziggler uh, will be rehired um, from their previous firing of last week. So, uh, you know, it's the the ring is surrounded by nothing but heels. So typical, you know, Cena's in the corner matchup. Um, the match went, I think, like around 15 minutes or so. And, you know, we've talked time and time again about these two having a great chemistry and that, that you know, showed once again. Um, I'm really hoping that one day we'll get like a, you know, a solid 20 minutes where it's just those two because I feel like every match that they've had, there's either, you know, some kind of outside interference, you know, J&J Security, Big Show, whatever it is, Brock Lesnar, or they're in a steel cage where it's gimmicky. You know, I just want like a one-on-one 20-minute match with these two. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, what do you think about the opening match, Doug? Um, I mean, I, I think if you take take the match itself away from all the shenanigans of if he wins, he's going to get these mm-hmm. guys their jobs back, and the fact that all the lumberjacks were heels and I think if you if you if you get away from that and just look at the work itself, I thought it was like a pretty like a pretty good I ha, well not main event, but a pretty good TV match that it might as well have been a main event, right? Yeah. But um, I thought it was fine, e- even accounting for some of the shenanigans shit as far as like the the big show giving the KO punch and stuff like that. I thought that even played into the match and sort of mm-hmm. helped it some. But uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty good. If you, I understand being like um bored with this story, ready for this angle to be over with. I understand all that. I feel largely the same. But if you're just looking at the work, I thought it was completely fine. Yeah. And, you know, whenever uh, whenever the ending came and, uh, you know, Rollins did pin Cena for the victory, uh, the only thing that co- that went through my head was, wow, they are really high on Seth Rollins right now. Because he's beaten him in a in a cage match, he's beaten him in the lumberjack match, he's beaten he pinned him at the Survivor Series. So he's you know the however you look at it, he's defeated John Cena three times within a number of months. Like how many other superstars can say that they've done that? You know, so like this is this is really uh, a big deal uh, that's not really being addressed by many. Uh, I feel, but what are your I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a credibility thing yeah. um, as far as this and what you're talking about. And even to uh, if even to sort of flash forward to the contract signing stuff with him giving the curb stomp to both guys, it's a credibility thing. They have to mm-hmm. make you believe that he stands some chance of winning this match or why book him in the match. Right. So it's a credibility thing. He's got to look like he can beat Cena. He's got to look like he can get over a lesser two, and that's sort of why he's booked. Mm-hmm. I, Semi strong. I mean, you could say strong. It's it's heel. It's heel victories, no doubt. He's oh, got yeah. shenanigans. He's got Kane. He's got Big Show. He's got change security. Sure, but that sort of plays into like American heels and, and to <laughs> even a larger extent WWE heels. You know, that's mm-hmm. just sort of how they get over. I I do like all of the stuff that's going on, and I know I don't know how much of interaction they'll have at their the Royal Rumble match. You know, um, Lesnar and and uh, Rollins, 
But uh, like I was telling him earlier, it, I like it when there is new confrontations. Or mm-hmm. I know they've never had a match before, but I like the idea of Rollins in the ring with Lesnar and stuff. Yeah, with Cena in there too, because uh, Cena does good with Rollins too. You know, I like that. So all three of them, I, I I'm looking forward to that match. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's also it it's also you know it le- it adds credibility to him as a possible contender in the match. But it also builds him for the for the future of you know of guys because once you know Big Show leaves, once Kane leaves, once Orton leaves, they're going to have to have established guys in the to take those positions, and it looks like they're setting Rollins up to to do just that. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I think there's sort of a difference between uh, like a heel sort of bullshit win on on Cena. I'm not taking anything away mm-hmm. from it, but I'm saying. I feel like there is a, a large degree of difference between like that sort of win and Brian like pinning him clean and something right. like that kind of thing. definitely like that definitely has a right. a higher meaning because there's no you know no shenanigans just straight one on one match and that's why I'd like to see you know Rollins and Cena you know head to head because one they have great chemistry and two it would be okay this is you know this is a good test for Rollins right so and you know I'm sure that Cena would probably come out the victor in that match but you know. How? What would it take to to you know air quote put Rollins away? So um, so I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I mean to Rollins. Rollins doesn't have to beat Cena to come out better in mm-hmm. the long run. He just has to have a really strong showing, mm-hmm. and people have to buy into the fact that he could have at some point won the match. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, in the long run, as as much criticism as people give WWE booking and and um. Cena to an extent because of how he's booked like Cena does put the right guys over in the long run like mm-hmm. when a guy reaches the, the the platform of being a guy on his level he puts him over I mean right I mean it's it's it's, it's not necessarily time for Rollins to beat Cena no no no, no. but they're, they are you know definitely uh bringing him on his way sure. he's a lot higher up than than a lot of guys so um, I feel like he's. I think he, I feel like he's closer and more ready than Roman at this point. Absolutely, I would agree with that one hundred percent. But Rollins does end up getting the victory after, uh, like Doug said, uh, Big Show KO'd uh, John Cena, tossed him back in the ring, and uh, Rollins got the pin. So uh, Ryback, Rowan, and Ziggler still fired. Air quotes on that. Um, how do you think they're going to bring him back? And do you think they'll bring him back in time for the? Uh, for the There's Rumble? Probably missed, uh, well, some I thought, sort of match with a stipulation, right? I was sort of under the, not the impression, but my guess was sort of that in the buildup for, I sort of felt like we were going to get a sting tease early, like before the Rumble, mm-hmm. which he somehow tied to bringing the guys back. Um, because I don't know how else you get to a Sting uh, Triple H match if they intend to do that. Yeah. And uh, Sting somehow having some sort of power or Sting somehow having some sort of. Uh, Leverage to bring these guys back. I, I don't know. That was that was sort of like my guess, but I, I, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's very strange. You know, the way that they teased it for so long. Yeah, they're like, oh, is that vigilante sting? Oh, that's that that guy who painted his face or whatever. And but now it's like, oh, that's going on as usual. Nothing, no mentions. So. Well, see, the 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 problem with this whole angle with these guys getting fired is that. They will get their jobs back, but they aren't going to be the guys who get their own jobs back. They, they're mm-hmm. if Cena is the guy who gets their jobs back, then he's sort of like 
they don't get a rub because they had to depend on Cena to get their jobs back. Or even right. if it's Sting that gets them their jobs back, they don't get the rub because Sting is the guy they had to depend on to get their jobs back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these guys are like lame ducks no matter how they get them back. Right. Like, are they just going to have to like jump the barricade at, at, a, at the next week's Raw or something and add a stipulation into a match? Or, I mean, it's just very strange. Very strange as far as timing as well. So, but whatever. So, uh, you know, next up we got a backstage segment with Stephanie McMahon talking to the Usos and Dean Ambrose, basically telling Dean Ambrose he has to talk to Dr. Corbin, a psychologist who's actually a, uh, a local wrestler from uh, Louisiana, Mike Dell. Uh, we've actually gotten to, to see him wrestle. Is he actually from Louisiana? Because he, he works a lot of Texas. Yeah, he might. I mean, he you know he's on the border, right? I don't know if he technically lives in Texas or technically lives in Louisiana, but he works a lot of independent companies in Texas and yeah. Louisiana. So. And we have gotten to see him uh, to wrestle a couple of times, so it was really cool. As you know, as soon as I saw him, I was like, God, he looks familiar. And then once I saw the name of who it was, I was like, That's who it was. So, uh, um, so yeah, so they had a you know therapy time with Dean Ambrose and. You know, we can just hop through all of these because, you know, they were basically saying uh, Dean Ambrose checked himself out of the hospital, uh, which is a liability, and he's a threat. He's a danger to himself as to others. So if he doesn't clear the psychic evaluation, he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, the, the first one was just filler with a clock and him staring at it. And then, you know, they did the, you know, I'm going to show you a picture and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. And they Thursday. Yeah, Thursday and Triple H irritable bounce syndrome and Hacksaw Jim Duggan's a hoe and Stephanie McMahon's a hoe and um I don't know. I just uh you know, I I get that they're trying to do like the whole, you know, you can't get inside his head, no one knows what he's thinking. Uh but then like to have it come back and be cartoony with him sitting on the couch and evaluating the therapist and stuff like that. It just seemed a little too cartoony for me. It, it- Here's the thing. They usually fail at comedy. Yeah. They're bad at comedy. They yeah. don't get it. They're, the, the, their direction is coming from an, an old man, and this stuff is, like, funny to him. And, like, it's not necessarily funny to us or mm-hmm. many people that I seem to. I mean, anyone I interact with doesn't seem to find this stuff funny. Uh, I think the last time they really hit a home run with comedy was the hell no stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and that worked because they weren't, like, some guys that were supposed to be taken super serious at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, at the time, they were a comedy act. Yeah. They were a comedy act who would win, but they were a comedy act. And Dean Ambrose, to me, is not a comedy act, and no. uh, nor would I wish him to be a comedy act. And uh, not his strong suit. Yeah, and you know, it's just I don't I don't get what they're going with. And you know, they did a segment with Miz and Miz Dow, with Miz Dow saying that he had. He's been working on a project, setting up cameras around Miz's house, and has been filming him for the last six months. And like that's supposed to be a comedy thing. Like that was very awkward and very creepy, and it wasn't funny. And you know, there's the thing, there's the story going around that uh, Vince is now writing the the promos for Roman Reigns. And I don't know if you caught SmackDown. I certainly did because I. Suffering suck attack. That was so lame. In the big wink to like the crowd, like see I can talk or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh god, come on. Ugh. Yeah, it's just that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a groan. Like oh my god, no. That's like not a fucking. He doesn't need help from that guy. At least I mean he's already not doing that great as is. And then the problem 
what Roman Reigns has that the other guys don't have that would work in his favor. He's not a better worker than these guys. He's not even a better talker than these guys. Mm-hmm. But what he does have to his advantage is he sort of looks like dark and cool. Yeah. And if you take that away from him, he loses a lot of his edge over the other guys. Yes. He's sort of, I mean, I, he's a good looking dude. So I guess he has like the sexiness thing going on. He's a good looking too. guy. He's got, you know, he's got the muscles. He wears the vest really well. He can, he can, he can play cool and aloof, but not talking like that. No. So like, he loses what edge he has when they take the, the aloofness away from him. Especially on SmackDown when he was like, and that's a hard thing for, for anyone to say. Yeah. What's up? What's up, camera? Like, uh, this is, and he said suffer and suck a tash. Yeah, which is not fucking cool and has not been cool in my entire life. Not I'm, even, the, I'm the fucking oldest motherfucker in here. Not even when Sylvester the cat said it. It wasn't cool. It was just something he said. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, God. And then the promo that he did later on Raw was just. <sighs> the pro- you can see the gears turning in his head as he's saying his mm-hmm. promo, and that's what he, that's where he loses people. Like, yeah. it's so like it's like he's trying to remember what he's supposed to say the mm-hmm. whole time, and what when he does remember it, it's not that great anyway. So yeah. it's like just let him talk, just let him be sort of aloof. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what would work best. Well, for he him, always stutters with that. stuff, even at the house show. Yeah, <laughs> he he stuttered. Yeah. Well, I'm a stuttering motherfucker, but mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid like to 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 stutter. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, good lord, the whole but the whole Dean Ambrose thing it was just silly. It was stupid. Uh, you know, I, I I get it. They were doing it for cheap laughs. Uh, yeah, but cheap laughs are fine when it's with the right person, and it's and it's fine as a side dish mm-hmm. to a a more hearty meal. Like we're just not getting the fucking hearty meal for like the for the dessert to go with, and it's the wrong guy anyway. I mean, right. So that takes us into the uh, the next matchup. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods going up against Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Um, Adam Rose was ringside. Natalia was ringside. Big E was ringside. This was a really short matchup that saw Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston end, uh, getting the victory. Um, so he, Adam Rose is with Cesaro. And it's more like they're with him, to yeah, be honest. Because... Because they came in as the Rosebuds, and so I guess he decided My to... My Rosebuds. He wanted, he wanted to hang out with them, but um, I don't know. Doug, what did you think about this matchup? It was fine. I hate to see Cesaro get bogged down in this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not not so much that I mind him in a tag team, especially not with Tyson Kidd. I feel like if they're going to throw some guys together to make a tag team, that's probably one of their better options, to be yeah. honest. But it's just I don't want him bogged down and fucking, you know, playing like stooge to fucking Adam Rose or anything like that. Not that he necessarily gave that impression, but when he's ringside, it sort of maybe feels that so way. It's like, ugh, there's more. Yeah, and I don't know, like, uh, why wasn't it like Kofi and Big E versus these dudes? Didn't that seem like the, the better, like, it, matchup? It would and, make more sense, but since that's who they attacked. Sure. But Plus, it's the the big man and, like, the more quicker, like, agile guy, too. Yeah. But man, I just fucking hate to see Cesaro, it, to a lesser extent, kid get sucked down in this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And to even and to another lesser extent, Big E, because I think Big E's got a lot of promise too. Yeah. But God, I don't know. And you know what? I saw Adam Rose. Adam Rose had a match on SmackDown. Who who was it? Swagger this week. Uh didn't catch the match. Uh, Adam Rose had either this week or this past week. Adam Rose had a fucking match on SmackDown. And I was like, oh hey, this wasn't so bad. Hmm. But it's just. 
anytime he's got like a an angle or a segment, it's always fucking bad. It always yeah. bombs. So after that, we got a, a big show promo talking about Roman Reigns, saying that he's a loser and anyone who supports him is a loser. So. You know, you're a loser, and you're a loser, and oh, by the way, the Knicks are losers. Um, that was kind of weird, especially if you're, you know, you would think you would trash like the hometown, which is normally what heels do, but to throw in a, t- a, a, you know, a team that's nowhere close to your town, like New York, they're in, they're in New Orleans, and he's talking about New York. Yeah. It's like the fans are sitting there going, what do we care? Maybe he's sort of spaced on the where he was. I or think, or spaced on the name of the team, at least. He may have. but um, I, I, It doesn't bother me. I don't care because I hate the cheap heat with the sports teams anyway. Like, oh, yeah. it always makes me cringe. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Talk. Oh, he said something bad about my team. Oh. I don't have a team, bro. I don't care. Like, yeah. Or like at the house show, he was talking about... It was uh, Lana talking about how terrible our city is. I was just sitting there going, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Our town does suck. So, uh, But, yeah. Um, so, after Big Show's promo, Roman Reigns no comes bun. down. No bun. I'm still – she, she still has me sort of fucked up over the no bun. Thing. <laughs> You're still recovering from that? I, I sort of like the bun. I, I prefer yeah. the bun. I don't know. It's nice and tight. Yeah. So <laughs> – Toit. like a tiger. So, um, so yeah, so – Roman Reigns music hits and Big Show decides to step out and start walking and I mean Reigns is like, Hey buddy, where are you going? Oh, you know what? That reminds me of a story. Is it's called Roman and the Beanstalk. And one day Roman had like some magic beans and and one day they sprouted into a giant beanstalk and so Roman decided to climb up there, and he found a a goose that lays golden eggs, and a harv that talked, and a big stinking giant. And Roman was like, "Well, screw this! I'm just gonna knock him out." Oh, and by the way, that that giant is you, Big Show. I'm cool. Believe that. That is that's extremely accurate. <laughs> If you if you paused a little bit more between your words uh, and you took about an extra minute, you'd be like right on. Had the to money. sit and think about it. Yeah. It's just, how did the story go? When he says stuff and all that stuff, it, it's screaming to me that it's like, hey, I'm trying to be cool. He's yeah. Rather than not say anything, let your actions do the talking to seem cool. Yeah. What, yeah. Why can't dudes be the strong silent type anymore? Because they if, it, if they it have calls to, for it, they have to connect it. and have personality. Look, I know I can't talk. I don't speak well. I stutter. I can't ever think of what I'm gonna say. But like, I'm you're in gonna... a, you're in a booth with friends and you stutter. Imagine right. being in front of like thirty thousand people, sure. strangers, sure. you know, judging you and sure. ready to hit up their Twitter hashtag Doug Can't. Sure, I'm saying. Look, I fully admit that I could never do any better. I'm just saying, but I'm not getting paid to do better. You right. Know, like... <laughs> but I mean, it was just so bad. So I mean, one. If you're going to have him try and look cool, don't tell us childhood stories for beginners. Yeah, why is he doing Jack of the Beanstalk and suffering psychotash? That's not fucking Boy, cool. What is that, that shit? He, cool? he wants to do that and he, like, he bashed all the comics. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have, have time for that kid shit. Yeah, he doesn't have. He's a dad. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's saying all that. He's watching Looney Tunes with his kid and 
and reading story time and all that. Oh, maybe in like maybe in like three or four three or four years he'll be into the comics and superheroes, Mm -hmm. but he ain't got time for that. So whatever. But uh, yeah. So and then uh, got a good look though, guys. Got some presence. Yeah, he looks good. He can just pull everything else along. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see uh, Roman Reigns going up against Luke Harper. it was, the match was fine. I didn't get to check all of it out. I was switching back and forth between uh, this and the uh, college football championship game. But uh, Roman Reigns ended up getting the victory. Anything to really take away from it? No. I, I like the end where uh, uh, Harper went to do the, the lariat and Reigns caught him with the, the spear. spear. The finish was nice. Yeah. Other than that, forgettable? Yeah. Okay. Not much. I, I sort of wish Harper was getting... More of a push and not, maybe not some other guys. Yeah. Well, it felt like for a while Harper was getting more of a push than Rowan, but maybe Rowan maybe getting a bigger push. I don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Nope, that's true. I wish, like, instead of this rumored, if it, if Taker wrestles this rumored Bray Wyatt stuff, I think Harper's the guy. I would give it to Harper. Ooh, that would be good. Harper Taker would be fucking awesome. Mm hmm. Heavy Provi- hits. Provided, provided Taker could like bring rise to the challenge. Cause yeah, look, I got a lot of love and respect for Taker, but he looked bad last year. Mm-hmm. He's just old man. It's just catching up to him. He just he just needs to let it end. I'm just saying, if he if he's gonna say he's gonna do it, then I'd rather see like a Harper match or something. Yeah. So uh, no, he doesn't need two more matches. So uh, next up, we got to see Alicia Fox going up against Naomi, and Naomi had one hand tied behind her back because why not? Stephanie McMahon ordered it. So, ha ha ha! That'll show her. her They're friends on uh, whatever Total Divas. Hmm. That, that were they like enemies? Oh, because Alicia Fox is a heel now. Yeah. They're friends on Total Divas. Oh. Okay. So uh, I guess we'll talk about that, a little, or you'll talk about that a little bit I'll later talk on. About it. So, uh, look, um, this stipulation was dumb, but I really, really like this match because I'm not even lying to you. Um, I feel like so much of the time, um, Cameron's offense looks so fucking like choreographed, but like, who's Cameron? Um, come on, we're We're in Earth One. Sorry, um, so much of the time, her her offense looks like so choreographed, and so there's so much light showing in her work, but like. For whatever reason, with this stupid gimmick match with her arm tied behind her back, she was laying in her lariats and everything looked really good. And maybe her and uh, Alicia Fox just have good chemistry or something. But I really did like this match. Honest, honest truth. Cool. So uh, Alicia Fox does end up getting the victory, uh, which takes us to uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. I didn't get to see this this promo, but I know that they were hyping up the contract signing and uh, the domination that. Um, Brock Lesnar has shown, but one thing I, w- I want to go back a little bit to the uh, the promo that John Cena had uh, in regards to the championship. Um, you know, John Cena was talking about how unhappy he was that Ziggler and all of them got fired, uh, and he was going to win the championship and out of protest stay at home and not show up until Ziggler and Ryback and and Rowan got their jobs back. And the only thing that resounded to me was, you know, this would have a lot more importance if we didn't have already have a champion who only showed up every so often. 
you know, he's he's talking about, you know, oh, I'm taking the title and y'all will never see it. Well, we have someone who has the title and we never see it. I mean, I think that's sort of the point. I think he's sort of taking a shot at that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a dangerous, like, precedence they set by letting Lesnar do that. I mean, yeah. So, anywho. Anytime, you'll never, ever be able to call in to play the defend the title in so many days thing again. That's out the mm-hmm. window. You can't ever reference that shit again. Uh, I'll tell you what. Also, I feel like they shouldn't do this shit ever again. Do what? With the title. I oh, yeah. Talk, you know, someone they bring in. Like, I always thought it was like 30 days. Well. Give or take. I mean, it w- there's no, there is no real rule because it's just all bullshit for whatever they right. need. But when you let it go this long, then you you call into. I mean, his last title defense was Night of Champions. Right. So. Here's the thing. I wish Brock was around a little bit. Not not as often as maybe some people wish he was around, but I wish he was around just a little bit uh, more often than he has been because he his presence when he is there is so fucking incredible, and every match that he's had has been fucking awesome. <clears throat> that I feel like this run that he has is going to be overshadowed by the contract that he has. Yeah. If you look strictly at the work he's done in this run, it's been fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Every match he's had has been good. Some of them great, like legitimately great. And every he doesn't do a lot of talking. Heyman does a lot of talking for him. But when he does open his mouth, it's to say something fucking like badass, mm-hmm. like some shit that you wish Roman Reigns could fucking say. <laughs> and, and and he doesn't even have necessarily great delivery or anything. It's just like his whole like persona, his his his, his presence. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't matter. So I, I know a lot of people are pissed off, and I think that everyone has a right to be pissed off that the title hasn't been around. But you should be pissed off at the WWE and not Brock Lesnar. It is not yeah. Lesnar's fault that he negotiated a fucking super win of a contract for himself, right? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's I th- not I on think, him. I think that would be a, a great goal for a lot of wrestlers. Sure. Like I want to get paid like millions of dollars worth of money and work six nights a year. Now, granted, those six fucking nights he shows up were fucking awesome. Six yeah. nights. Well, exactly. So it's like, are you getting your money's worth? But, but I mean, ultimately, no. Even though, even though every time he's been on TV, he's been fucking perfect and mm-hmm. awesome. It's not. It, they have not got their money's worth. Um, just because, it, because of the the amount of product they put out these days, you can't get your money's worth with that sort of booking. Right. But my hope is that people consider his performances with this run and not just that he said at home for so long, because that's not his fault. Like if I could, whenever I got my job, if they said, Hey, you can work six days a year and make what you make now, I would fucking sign up that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Lesnar has ever been the guy who said, I love professional wrestling at the utmost respect. I don't think he's ever even made a fucking like a fake persona like that. <laughs> this is I, what I've wanted to do. Yeah. I think he, Brock Lesnar is not Daniel Bryan. He never has been. Yeah, Daniel Bryan fucking, like, you know, this is Daniel Bryan's passion. This is, like, what he wants to do. This is what he's been waiting his whole life to do. Lesnar wants the paycheck, and he's, like, gifted enough to get the paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I don't think he's ever bullshitted anybody about it. And yeah. I don't think he's ever said, I got a passion. But he's, I think he's always said, this is my fucking paycheck, and this is what I'm worth. Yeah. So I hope that some people will consider that 
when this this run is evaluated down the line and say, hey, well, it's the WWE fucked up, not Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like, he negotiated the contract that he wanted and they gave it to him. Yeah. Period. But when he was there, when he showed up to work, he kicked fucking ass. Yeah. Period. I don't know. So I just think, like, it's going to get overshadowed in the long run. But Yeah, well, you know, but... Like you said, you take a look at the matches, the the performance that he's put in, and you can't question any of his performances. Yeah, so um, so the Heyman and Lesnar promo to hype up the contract signing, the importance of the pay per view matchup. Anything to really take away from it? <clears throat> no, it was it was effective, but it, but still the standard Heyman stuff. Yeah, uh, more effective because Lesnar was actually standing next to him. <laughs> but uh, you know, Brock Lesnar. So. Good stuff. Nothing so now, too much of a departure. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see Miz go up against Jay Uso, um, and their respective tag team partners were ringside with them. Uh, Miz ends up getting the victory. Anything to really take away from it? No, uh, it was your standard Usos and Mizdell, Miz and Mizdell match with shenanigans leading to mm-hmm. Miz getting the W. Yeah. So, uh, so after that, we got to see uh, Daniel Bryan come out and uh, and discuss. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to catch this part. Um but uh, I saw I watched this video on the, the website. Mm-hmm. She just pretty much called him. The, you know, hey, if you're a plus player, even though you had it, uh, you would have. What she said, you had to work. Uh, you would have won the match and worked through your injury, but you were out for nine months hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, pretty much, yeah, you're gonna have a opponent before the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And it's going to be against this guy this Thursday. Here comes Kane. Mm-hmm. So uh, she did. Stephanie McMahon did uh, did announce that Kane will be facing Daniel Bryan on SmackDown this week as they move to Thursdays. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I get it. They brought up the the past that they uh, the history that they have with with each other, and they brawled. But is Kane really a threat anymore? I don't think it's about that. Yeah, I think it's about giving Brian his revenge for kayfabe wise. Kane is the guy who put him out for that long by right. giving him all those tombstones. So kayfabe wise is about Brian getting his comeuppance and shaking also, off the rain rust. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, trying to get a big draw on the new night on Thursday by having mm-hmm. that be Brian's return match. That yeah. sort of stuff. It's marketing. So, um, he hundred percent. Do you know? I don't he, know. He talks like he is. I mean, I don't know other than what he's saying. I mean, yeah. I don't know the guy, but I hope so. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope for, like, yeah. so much of Brian is quote-unquote character is seem, rings, like, really true and really genuine. So much of his actual self is in what he is when he's in the ring that you can't help but love the guy and just hope that he's doing the right thing for himself and not right. just coming back too early. Like you would feel that he wouldn't come back unless he felt he was ready. I would hope not because he sat out a long time. So yeah. I hope he stuck to his guns and, um, you know, as selfish as I am as a, as a, someone who consumes media, as selfish as I am to like want him back to improve the, what I'm consuming. I, I ultimately just, he seems like such a good guy that I hope he's doing right for himself. Yeah. You'd rather have a 100% Daniel Bryan than a 75%, you know, rushed rushed back early. Yeah, I mean, I just hope he doesn't do anything stupid, as I'm saying, like, right. and hurt himself. Knock, 
not do the not do the dives to the outside the ring. We already did that on his. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Against Kane during the brawl. Yeah, during the brawl. Well, I guess he's doing okay then. <laughs> so they have a they had a big. Here we brawl go. I'm testing it. Well, out. I think yeah. I heard a lot of it's. I heard a lot of it was how he would land on that uh, missile drop kick when he would like the bump he would take after hitting the missile drop kick. He would land so high up on his fucking mm. back. Maybe maybe, maybe that's gone. It should be gone because it looked like he fucking took it hard every time he hit that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I was I was watching this part with my nephew, and he was like, "Man, he threw that big guy into the you know into the post." And I was like, "Yeah, he got." He was like, uh, "You know, we were talking about it," and my my nephew was like, "He got what he deserved." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yep, it does. It's not nice to be a bully, huh?" He was like, "Nope, uh, that's why I'm nice to people." <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. So really good stuff. Um, so next up, we got to see uh, Bree going up against Paige. Natalia was on the outside. Nikki was on the outside. Tyson Kidd was on the outside. Um, I didn't get to catch this one. I'm fairly short, I'm assuming. I did get to see the slap afterwards. Um, but Bree ends up getting the victory over Paige. And Primo. then for whatever reason, Paige decided to slap Tyson Kidd <laughs> and then walk off. And then Natalia walked off and Tyson soon followed. Yeah, not much to really speak about other than okay. what you said. Hey, let's talk about commentary for a second since uh, Book has been like sort of officially added to the Raw team. Yes. Now, I'm not trying to say that commentary was like substantially better like out of the world this week or anything. <sighs> like, um, Not like grade A top shelf shit or anything, mm-hmm. but like his sort of new blood in the commentary was just sort of enough to sort of mix things up that – commentary felt like more fresh i mean it was fresh technically because the new guys replaced someone yeah but i don't know i feel like booker is trying to do more of what i want out of the commentary guy like focusing he's, on he's ta- he's talking about what's going on not not just that but he's sort of like even like kayfabe since he sort of like puts over the right people for the right reasons and stuff yeah. and you know i don't Look know at that big simoleon <laughs> i don't know i I enjoyed Booker on commentary this week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like the the new blood was a good mix up on the commentary team, and mm-hmm. you know, commentary this week significantly less had me wanting to like pull my hair out and shit. So, cool. uh, and I don't even think that King is a big perpetrator of most of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. King is probably he's more of like the guy who's falling asleep on the end who wakes up for like yeah. stuff every now and then just to. Spout a catch, but how does book act or have they shown it where it's like, let's say JBL and Cole says something stupid and they go on? How does Booker act? Well, have they done that? JBL didn't fuck with Booker like he fucks with King or uh, yeah, with Cole. And uh, I don't know, he just doesn't do it. (laughs) Hopefully, he does, he doesn't do it at all. I mean, he doesn't start to do it up until now. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck with him, Booker, like he fucks with him, probably for the best. No. Well, then so supposedly Book was the the dude who beat the fuck out of Batista in that fight backstage that a couple mm-hmm. of years ago or whatever. Yeah. Oh shit! It was it was it says Booker and uh, Batista. Supposedly, like years wow. ago, years ago, supposedly Book handed Batista his ass in a fight backstage. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. So uh, that's the rumor. We should have asked him about that when he was on. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can have him on again. So. Uh, <laughs> So uh, yeah, after that we got to hear the uh, the first inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame, much oh, long overdue, the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, finally going into the Hall of Fame. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Dig it. 
So um, looks like Hulk Hogan's going to be inducting him, um, which is fine. So, uh, you know, like I said, long overdue. Congratulations. Wish it would have been while he was still with us, but unfortunately, you know, things happen. So um, that takes us into the uh, the next matchup: Ascension going up against uh, two local guys. Did JBL talk shit on him like last oh, time? Yeah. That uh, the dude who was in the ring, I couldn't get a good look at who was the guy on the post mm-hmm. who only took that one bump off. But uh, the kid who was doing all the bumping and shit from <laughs> was that Buku Deo kid who was at Wildcat. Whenever oh, really? when Ring of Honor ran that fucking, uh, wherever Ring of Honor ran over Mania weekend, hmm. the Wildcat always that Wildcat Sports or Wildcat Sports Entertainment mm-hmm. promotion that has like Luke Hawks and fucking Mike Dell and that mm-hmm. Bukudeo kid. Who also I thought I heard like late last year he got signed to NXT, but I haven't seen shit from him on NXT. Hmm. But that kid, that that short um, Asian dude, the Bukudeo guy. You remember all those guys who had the Bukudeo or Die T-shirts on and mm-hmm. shit? That's him. It was oh nice, dude. He took a na- that off the they, apron, like the flatback bump off the apron. That yeah, and also whenever they flung him way up in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. God, ah, mm-mm. couldn't couldn't pay me. I don't think you could pay me to do that. But you said they were shit talking again. Well, they showed they showed like a little you know pre-recorded video where he's like you know we're better than the Road Warriors, we're better than Demolition, we are the Ascension, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah. So JBL was like, oh, they couldn't tie they couldn't tie their shoelaces. And- well, I've seen a couple of people float the theory that this is like an ironic gimmick, which is never going to get him over if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But the the irony of the push is going to be that they think they're the greatest fucking thing ever, but they never like actually beat anyone of any substance. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be ironic that they think they're Legion of Doom, but they only fight jobbers, which isn't going to get him over either. But I don't know. That's pretty stupid. Logic. I don't know. If they're just shitting on them to shit on them, that's stupid. That's it's not going to get them over. If it's an ironic gimmick, that's oh not going to get them God, over. God, if, if it's that way and they're going to do that, it's like, <laughs> if you're I, in there and it's like, if I were in NXT, if I were the NXT talent, I would do just enough to not get called up to the roster. But, you know, <laughs> you want that, you know, I mean, too. And you want to be on the main TV and get some time and money, too, yeah. you know, all the factor, you know. But. I don't know. It's like, but if if that's the case, those guys know it's like, man, this is fucked up. Yep. But that's what they get paid for. So it's like, would you rather stay in NXT, get the lower paycheck, and have a character that is over with the crowd, or would you rather be called up to the main roster and be made a joke? Which you don't know if necessarily going to be a joke. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. Okay, unless you're... Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. Oh, okay, unless you're Seth Rollins, you're pretty much looking like a joke. I don't know. You never know who's going to be the next breakout star. It seems like out of the whole batch, a few may make it to the top. <sighs> we'll have to see. But I mean, yeah. Look at Adam Rose. Look at Emma. Look at Paige. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. He's Dean, probably back on the. Dean Ambrose is even, you know. Not the character that he should be. Roman Reigns is not the character that he should be. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is not the character that he, that he once was. Bray Wyatt is the character he should be, but they didn't focus in on it enough. Yeah. Like they didn't make it. And they, you know, what what got him over with the whole Wyatt family, 
Harper and Rowan and Wyatt, they bring them up to the main roster and split them up. I mean, I'm thinking like some of the, you know, like the tough guys, or I mean, not tough guys, those, uh, the guys that we're watching right now in mm-hmm. NXT. I don't know if they're all going to make it to the top, but I think that there's going to be a few because you're going to have, you know, on um, some of them, they have like the following that was like with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to push them, you know, they have the talent too. It's just maybe higher up people don't. Give but a yeah, shit. but Ascension get a very quick, uh, quick win over some local talent. Who um, they are die, man? <laughs> and they didn't even get names, right? No, nope. they, they, were, they yeah. were just in the ring. I could, I didn't even get a good look at who the other guy was. I, I just either. saw that one dude. He took a hit, and that was it. So uh, that takes us into the uh, main event of the evening. It was Rusev and Lana talking trash, and you know. Americans can't even keep their jobs, like Ryback and all you silly Americans. Shut up. All you bitches. Um, yeah. And then Rusev's like, I'm glad that you didn't, that you got fired because, you know, I would have done much worse to you. Um, and that brings out Dean Ambrose. And they decide to brawl. And sure enough, we just have a match. Why not? they dropped the Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt stuff. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, They're figuring out what to do with uh, Dean Ambrose. Yep. Well, the... If the rumor is Bray will get the match with Taker, if Taker is going to work Mania, so they need him starting to look strong now. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be the case, yeah. So uh, Rusev goes up against uh, Ambrose, and he was and Ambrose was selling a uh, a leg or knee injury. Excuse me. Uh, throughout the match, ref is like, "Are you okay to continue? Do you want me to stop the match?" And Ambrose, "No, I want to fight." Uh, Rusev continues to do damage. Refs. Once again, asking, and eventually the ref decides to call it, saying, "No, I'm I'm stopping this ma- match. You're getting too hurt." Um, hurty, hurty, yeah. So, I don't know. Thoughts on the matchup? Uh, the match was fine, but I hate the finish. Yeah. Um, like, I I will buy into a ref stoppage as a finish. I've seen it done effectively, and I've seen it done well. Uh, Ring of Honor used to do ref stoppage for Daniel Bryan all the time mm-hmm. when he would do like the arm trap elbows. But the difference there is they call it like an MMA fight where Bryan would knock the guy out and the ref would say he's knocked out, he's not defending himself intelligibly mm-hmm. or at all because he's knocked out. And so you can call it there. The ref would stop in, jump in to stop it. Like he's incapacitated. Like he's not fighting back yeah. because he's knocked out. Right. You can't. But I have a problem with this and where I call bullshit is you can't call ref stoppage on limb work because that's like doesn't work with pro wrestling because hey you okay well if dean ambrose was knocked out then the ref could say for his safety he can't protect himself right. he's knocked out i'm calling it off but if his leg if rusev just spent his whole match work doing limb work which he did he worked the leg that was injured that's his advantage he earned that advantage in the fight mm-hmm. so at that point ambrose either has to tap out or fucking rusev can break it off Yep. Like that's how like you can't fucking you can you can tap or you can go unconscious. <laughs> well, I mean that's the point is that he earned that advantage through mm-hmm. the match. Like to me, there it doesn't go with pro wrestling because the the psychology of pro wrestling is sort of built around that sort of stuff like limb work, limb damage, selling an injury, selling what damage you've had in the match. So if you if you can call that. It, that sets a, pre- a dangerous precedence that you could call limb work at any point in any match. 
stoppage. Yeah. Don't call fucking ref stoppage for for limb work. That's fucking stupid. If you if you if you knock a guy out, I, I I'll buy that. Yeah. I believe that. Like if because if Rusev knocked uh, Ambrose out and Ambrose not defending himself, but fucking Rusev is pounding his fucking head into the what? mat over and over, he could fucking kill him. I buy the ref stopping it then. Right. But if it's his leg, he could he tap. If he doesn't want any more, he taps out. He tells you he doesn't want. Any yeah. More. That's bullshit. Like if they would have done an angle where Rusev did the super kick and he went down, arms are stiff out, you know, and yeah. the ref's like, no, dude, you got to knock that off. Well, not not even or, just then. Like, he should begin the count, and if Rusev is pounding his head into the mat, mm-hmm. and then he's not moving, like, you can call that for the ref. Yeah. That's, it's a different thing. It's stupid. Yeah. So, what can you do? But, then anyway, Rusev ends up getting the victory, so... Crowd so happy about that one. So that takes it into the final segment, the contract signing, and these always go so well. Um, I mean, where do be where where do we really begin with that? Um, I know Heyman talked, Lesnar talked, Rollins talked, Cena talked. Um, I really don't know where to begin with it. I mean, um, Rollins was just sort of saying, like, yeah, you've got your accomplishments that Heyman always reads off, but I've got mine too, and he sort of said his, mm-hmm. which fell in comparison, honestly. But, <laughs> strike one, strike two, and Royal Rumble's going to be strike three, Cena. Yeah, I mean, ah. I give it a pass because I know people will be like, oh, the whole contract signing is rote thing, like they do this all the time, and that's sort of why it gets a pass for me because they mm-hmm. do do it all the time. If it's a big match, I sort of expect it, so yeah. I'm fine with it. And the, the table. They had to have a they had to set up a scenario to where Rollins could get the advantage on both guys to look credible. Right. That's as if they do that all the time, it's as likely of a scenario as anything else. That's why I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. And you got to make the kid look strong going to the match. So what better? And don't wait till last minute to do it. So I might right. as well like do it here. You got to have some interaction with the three of them. Sure. If you're going to be selling it pay-per-view with three participants or a network or a network yes uh, <laughs> so you know the breakdown i thought went really well um you know rollins decided to try and attack uh cena but then lesnar got involved and cena put lesnar through the table with the attitude adjustment and then uh rollins capitalized on that gave him a curb stomp which was sick and then gave Lesnar uh, curb stomp, which he was even sicker because that one caught pretty flush. Uh, I don't know if you caught it uh, towards the end, that, but Lesnar, you know, it was he wasn't bleeding, but it was like enough to show that there, it, w- it was almost bleeding. You know what I mean? Like whenever you scuff your arm, and it's like you're not like dripping blood, but there is blood there. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what was on his forehead. Sort of like a scrape or whatever. Yeah. So, it was uh, pretty sick. So, Rollins standing tall for the end of it. Was it just me or how fucking weird was it that they did that? Did Mm -hmm. the video package that went back to the arena? That was really weird. They set it up like they were going to do that, but it was still weird to see it happen that way. Yeah. So like, like, hey, we're going to go to the video package, we're coming back to the arena, (laughs) then we're going off the air to the network. And then they did it. I heard what they said. And I was like, uh, okay. And then, but then I saw it, and I was like, that's so weird. Why would yeah, they do that? Yeah, like I thought they were promoting something that was going to be coming on after Raw on USA Network, right? And then it was like, oh, on the WWE Network, you know, check out the Randy Macho Man Savage story. And now we go back to the ring, 
hey, there's Lesnar trying to recover, and Rollins is at the top of the that's strange stage, and that was very weird. So all in all, I mean, it was a better show than last week, I think. Well, the sad thing is, it's the best Raw in weeks, but like, <laughs> it's the best Raw they've had all year long. In 2015. Forever. This is by far better. Yeah, it's been the best Raw in a while, and that's a sad state of affairs. Yeah. So, yeah. The, what? What? What did you say? What? I said yeah. Okay, just making sure. What do you think I said? Don't worry about it. And now, Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder we call you fat on Twitter. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. Guess what? Total Divas time. With Tyler. Mostly Tyler. (laughs) And Doug. And Doug. Okay, so I did not get to watch last week, and I know you said maybe if we saw it, we would talk about it. I did not. So, okay, I only saw like 15 minutes of this show. Maybe. Maybe if that. The one, uh, okay, so this episode was, uh, <clears throat> uh, what happened? It was. I saw the baby stuff with Eve Marie. Yeah, that was it. First, it starts out. I'm Space gonna... cake in with Natty and. Uh, huh? Was the pie brownie this one? Uh-uh. Was that, maybe that was the, the premiere the re-debut or whatever. Oh. The one that I saw, it was, uh, it started out as... It must have uh, been last week's episode because, you know, they played that off whenever they'd had the Natalia and, um... Uh, what's her name in her corner? Yeah. Paige. Yeah. Paige. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this one started out as with, uh, what, Paige with Big E in the hall? Mm-hmm. Uh... Biggie walks up and they're like, "This is a little tiny scene," but uh, she chest bump with him and she's playing with his boobs. <laughs> when you she, said playing with his and then pause, I was like, "Whoa, where's this going?" Dick, uh, boobs, uh, Dick eight boobs? penis boobs. Um, went to the hospital. Uh, so she was jealous, not stuff, and she was playing with it. She got and she would look at his and look at hers, and then she's like, ah, "I'm just so jealous of you." And that was pretty much it. And then he walked away. It was a little tiny scene, but it was funny. But uh, Nikki, oh, that's the, one of the like the bright points of the show is always seeing like the weird cameos from people. I always yeah. like that. Well, this episode, they didn't really show too much of um, what is it? What's her name? Uh, they didn't show too much of Paige. Just a little bit here and there, but uh. This episode, it focused around some of the new divas, but um, I guess we'll all go along with the the Bellas, whatever. So Nikki's still pissed at uh Bree. Uh, Bree. I did see a little bit of this stuff too. Uh, you know, it's still if you remember from last part. Is it last part of the uh last season? I honestly don't. Season. I don't know how they're playing it off as you know if it's still the same season or not. She, she, her and her brother tried to get John to break up with Nikki or whatever. Yeah, she's still pissed off, and they won't talk to each other. And every time, you know, they interact, it's like, bitch, please, you know, stuff like that. Um, but throughout the whole episode, because there was different interactions with, you know, there was Bree talking to Alicia Fox and Naomi. And, you know, they're talking, and then here comes... Uh, 
Nikki and all that stuff. Oh, she's still mad at me. And she's like still walking down the hallway. It's like, you know, I can still hear you, right? I don't know why you're talking all this stuff. And it's like, what? Because also Brie asked Nikki, like, what segment are we in? And she's like, why, why are you going to talk to me? You know I don't want to talk to you right now. And you're going to ask me what segment I'm in? I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. And then she walked away. But also they had a meeting later on. They had a meeting uh, with, I guess, people who's doing their merchandise. They're getting some merchandise out there. And, For the uh, dolls? Yes. So they're like, uh, Brie was like, okay, I know. We're, uh, you know how they're talking to the camera you know, individually? Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, I know that we have our problems, but we'll be – we have to be professional when it comes to the merchandise people. They don't care about our personal lives and like, stuff like look, that. Look, we know we can sell some hats to Tyson Kid, but we got to move some more of this. Yeah. Well, well, how they're talking, <laughs> well, how they're talking, they haven't had merch in a while or something or something along those lines or new merch. Right. And uh, so while they were talking about different things and stuff, then. Uh, who, went, who was in charge of the merch? Was it like Jan and uh, what's the, were they talking to Jan and that dude? No, I've never even seen these two people. Um, There's two guys. Did you get the impression they're going to be new reoccurring characters? No. One-offs? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we got like really Jan, Janice the seamstress and like Jan. Yeah, like no, nah, not. I didn't get that feeling of, from uh, them. Yeah. They didn't really talk that much and stuff, but um, I sort of like that the seamstress lady is like such like, a character on the show. Yeah, because like they always got to go get costumes from her, and she's they always like talk shit about each other to her, and she's like, "Look, lady, just let me make your clothes." <laughs> but uh, and then Nikki was like, oh, "How did she put it? It was like, would you?" She brought up that situation. It's like, what did you ever let your brother come up and, you know, do this to whatever? And and then Priya was like, I can't believe you're saying this in front of them and all that stuff. And then after the meeting was done, they came up to each other. It's like, that was unprofessional. I can't believe you did that. And she goes, what I did back there, I thought was professional. <laughs> <laughs> and then she walked off. And then that was pretty much it. But, um, oh, great. also... Bree went to go talk to John and backstage. I saw that part. I was like, uh, pretty much, can you talk to can you talk to Nikki for me? And then John, you know, being the smart guy he is, not smart ass, just a smart guy. He knows how to, you know, play out the situation and Daddy stuff. Cena. Yeah, Daddy Cena or Teacher Cena. Whatever. Daddy Cena gave Bree the talking to and not Nikki this week. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Because he's like, okay, let's let's flip roles. Daddy Cena was more animated this week. He was more like uh average guy he was a little bit more animated sort of because usually he's so like calm and collected that he just seems like a robot like on the show he's like you know how he talks like very yeah. very low-key very whatever he was a little more like you know you know what I'm talking he also about. has that point where sometimes he, he can make you feel stupid i feel like sometimes maybe he makes them feel stupid i don't know that he's no no not me or anything but um, i feel like they can make them feel stupid you know yeah 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 but, but that's uh, where the whole Daddy Cena thing comes from. Yeah. He's always talking down to Nikki. Like, she, like he's, like, she's his, like, bratty teenage daughter or something, only he's fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, <laughs> so, he's talking to Bree. He's like, okay, let's uh, flip the situation here, okay? Say if uh, <clears throat> Nikki went up to uh, Brian, said, hey, I don't like this, this, like you should divorce, you should get a divorce. How would you be, how would you feel? And then, then Brie was like, well, 
you know, all that stuff would happen. Then, you know, all, and now all of a sudden, don't we, we would, you know, forgive each other. He's like, no, 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 no. I know you. Well, I know what she what was happen. saying was like, but I said I was sorry. Yeah, but I'm like, so sorry. But he was like, would you be cool with Nikki if she just said like she was sorry after trying to break up your marriage? It's like, I know you. You're going to, you're going to, you know, because that's your husband, you know, that you're going to have some resentment, you know? And then if if flips that scene where talk to the camera, it's like, oh no, I think I might have ruined my relationship with my sister. And uh, <clears throat> then later on, they're at John's house, and uh, he's like, oh, you get with <laughs> you get with your family once a month, I think, but this time it's like he was like, you usually get excited for this. I know you were excited for this because your cousins are in town that you don't get to see, so. She didn't want to go, but he was like, yeah, we should go. And uh, so they go to the party, wherever it is. Speaking of cousins, I'm going to cut you off because I'll forget if I don't tell okay. you. This guy I work with who knows I, knows I like wrestling somehow, I don't know, was telling me that uh, his his wife is the cousin of Vicky Guerrero or whatever. Huh. I just thought it was weird. I'm going to investigate and see if he's bullshitting. See if it's I'm, legit. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. I don't blame you. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, they're at the party, and uh, they're talking to different cousins or whoever's there. I don't know. And then they bump into each other, and then Nikki sees Bree, then turns her back right in front of her and walks off and goes, sees another cousin. They're talking and all that stuff. And then she was like, and then Bree was talking to Brian's like, did you see that? See what she just did? Uh, it was funny, but then they start to. Uh, they missed the boat with. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off again to interject with this. They missed the boat on Vicky. What if Vicky was around for the Divas? That would have been. They sort of should awesome. have. They should have. I think so. But uh, but also Brian, he looked cool, but he looked like a leprechaun though, like uh, not because he's short and not because of the colors of stuff he was wearing, but with the jacket and the hat, he looked like a leprechaun. Just did. It was a weird looking hat, but, uh, sorry. Um, and then, uh, so Nikki was talking to a cousin of hers and then like, here comes Bree and then one, the the cousin leaves and then they're starting to talk, talk, talk about this. Like I'm, uh, uh, Bree's like, I'm sorry for what I did, but you gotta understand how I, you know, you know, where I'm coming from. And then, uh, Nikki's like, I understand where you're coming from, but, you got to understand where I'm coming from, too. And then they start joking with each other. And then it kind of felt like things would get back to normal, like, that quick. And then Nikki was like, I still need my space. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. So, because if they would have flipped the fucking script, uh, script like that, or not flip it, but it's like that quick, I'm like, hey, we're friends again. I was like, got to make it believable. That's not believable. But it, it almost led me to believe that would happen. But um, I stand in with them. And then you got another storyline with Rosa uh, Rosa Mendez and uh, Alicia Fox, aka Foxy. Uh, so Rosa Mendez, who did she have a match with on Raw? It's whenever she had the like nip slip or whatever, right? No. It was when they pulled down her pants and you see her ass. Oh, that's right. Had, okay, 
not not the same thing. Okay. Gotcha. But then she after I don't know who she was uh, versing, but then after uh, backstage, Paige and Alicia Fox were watching. Uh, oh my God! I can't believe that happened. And uh, she came in and Rosa was freaking out. She didn't want to get fired and all that stuff. And she's like, "Oh, d- just a little bit at my show." She's like, "No, they pulled the whole thing almost down." And she was freaking out about that. And then later on, uh, I guess it flips like a few days later, or maybe the next day. I don't know. But you remember uh, that house show that we saw uh, years and years back, where fucking was it? It was Orton whose ass kept sh- sh- getting shown. But was, who was Snitsky? Snitsky kept pulling Orton's pants down. Yeah, he, he did it like three times. Didn't they switch time. it? To, then they did. They reversed it or whatever, <laughs> and then he pulled his trunks down too. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, it was weird. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like uh, super acne ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Rosa, uh, comes up to Alicia. Yeah. comes up to, uh, Alicia in the, uh, gym. She's like, uh, guess what? It's like, what? Overnight. I got like 20,000 followers. Yeah. Something along the lines. And she's like, can't believe that it's like it's crazy it's like so i have an idea so we we should have another wardrobe malfunction so i can get more followers and all that stuff so alicia fox the whole time kept on saying you're crazy you're crazy she didn't you know turn down it's like no it's a bad idea but um and then later on they, they go just, practice they were bouncing on the bed together yeah yeah and then pulling like, each other's shirts yeah pulling, pull, her shirt down. Per, pulling rosa's uh shirt down and uh, she's like, no, this is not going to work. It's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want us to get fired and all that stuff. But then what she said to the camera is like, even though it's not going to work, it's still fun rolling around with her. Uh, then later on, what's his name? Mark? Is that the guy's name? Carano? Uh, Carano. Yeah, yeah. Jan, it's Jan and Mark. Okay, the, yeah. Jan's the lady Mark's the They're guy, backstage. Obviously. Mark pulls Rosa away from some people they, they cut some mark and mark's like look you got we got a uh you got twenty thousand extra followers over that uh we're gonna have to recreate this in every <laughs> she's like thank you me and foxy have been working on this no that's not what he said yeah that that's funny though uh that was, really it was, that was a bad joke it's funny because it's opposite uh because it's the opposite way he said and it's he's just like, funny you because think i'm stupid you think i'm stupid and she's like no like I know what you were trying to do, not stuff, and uh, you you can't do that. And um, sh- he was like, "How did I? N- uh, how do I not know that that one is showing your butt? Like that wasn't staged." And it's like it wasn't. I was just trying to. I was thinking about uh, doing another time, you know, to because I got more Twitter followers and stuff, and. If he was threatening her, he was like, you know, you're this close from not being on the div- you know, part of the divas and all He was that stuff. grilling her hard cars and he was like, No, nah, I'm just fucking with you. We gotta <laughs> find a way to show your ass again. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> just like that, her ass was shown again. <laughs> Because like yo that. yo girl, we're thinking about not even having a mal- uh, malfunction. We're just gonna bring you out and show that ass. That ass, and we're gonna have an ass calendar for you. <laughs> Each month is your ass. Uh, 
don't know what to say. After that. Um, then she was like, she said something about like the other women or something that give her shit. I don't know. And he was like, yeah, forget that. You came, you come a long way and all that stuff. And she's like, I won't do it again. I promise. She cried and all that stuff. And she got pissed at Alicia Fox because she's the only one that knows about it. After Mark left, she went to talk to Foxy. Well, it was on TV. How was she the one who knows about it? Huh? It was on TV. How was she the only one who knows about it? Well, they filmed. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, no. Well, no, 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 no. Because I think Mark got wind of that she wanted to do it again. Okay, okay, okay. So she talked to Foxy about it, and she's like, what? Why are you mad and stuff? It's like, you you told him. It's like, no, I didn't. It's like, I was talking to some of the girls. This is what cracks me up. I was talking to some of the girls about this, and and she got pissed off. He goes, see, those girls, they want to get me fired. Rosa didn't ask who it was. She didn't ask. She was like, oh, those girls, those girls. None of the girls like me. I thought Natalia likes Rosa. Yeah, well, they sort of had their shit over. Yeah, I, Natalia, like, sort of begrudgingly likes her. Like, like Rosa will be she like She was forced a, to because she had a watcher. Well, Rosa would be like a, that. What some train wreck will happen between her and Rosa, and then Rosa will be like, but I'm sorry, and start crying, <laughs> and Natalia will be like, okay, fine, we're best friends or whatever. But they didn't say who who was giving. I, I don't remember anyone giving a shit to Rosa. I don't really remember. Unless the only one they pointed out or that I remember was uh, Birdlaw, uh, Summer Rae. And uh, other than that, they showed other clips of her, like Rosa saying things and, and like other divas in the background. Like, I, I don't remember this, but it was like Rosa was walking on by and there was Natalia, someone else, and Emma all in a group, and then when, when uh, Rosa walked by, they looked at her. Like, I don't remember that shit. But I don't think they're... I mean, I could be wrong. I don't remember too many people, like, harping on Rosa. So, Alicia was like, I'm your best buddy, you know, I'm your only friend up here. And he's like, you can't trust these girls. And then uh, that was pretty much it. And then uh, the third storyline is with uh, Eva Marie. Uh... So, last time we saw her or whatever, so she thought she couldn't have babies or whatever. Let me ask you a question. Throughout all the uh, episodes, did she ever uh, say that she wanted a baby? Can't remember. I don't recall it specifically, but... Okay, from the way they're playing this episode, uh, pretty much what happened is she went to the doctor... To see if she can have babies and all that stuff. And, uh, and all of a sudden, later on in the episode, she's like, I don't want to have babies. And all that stuff. But the way that they were playing older clips and stuff, they made it sound like she never said that she did not want babies. But she, whenever she was talking to, um, fuck, what's his name? Jonathan. Um, she always agreed agree with the names this week. Yeah. Uh, she would always agree with them and stuff and not necessarily say, Hey, I didn't want babies or anything like that. But cause it also with, I, I know that's, you know, they're just taking for granted that they wanted the same things without talking about it. Well, also, you know, with certain things and like, I remember one episode when she had the cyst and all that stuff down, down there. And then she was like, uh, they were like, well, you may not be able to have babies. Then she cried. They played that clip during this episode. So that kind of made it feel like... Well, he know. was sort of like, yo, if I want kids, and he was like, if you can't have kids, no big deal, we'll just adopt. 
And she that's when she was like, oh, well, I got to fucking tell them I don't want kids or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it took a while, but she finally told him she don't want kids. Because he was like, uh, at first she's like, uh, I understand. He was like, I understand we can't have kids now. It's not a good time to have kids. But you know, later on, you know, she's like, well, I don't want to have kids ever. While she's stuffing her face with food, uh, and then, and pretty much the argument, he wasn't really pissed that she couldn't have kids. He was pissed that she. Uh, that she never mentioned it or, you know, lied or, you know. Well, it's, the thing was, like, he said that I got into this not knowing that, that you didn't want that. Well, it's, like, if these if these two were, like, responsible, like, respectable adults, they would have, like, talked about what they wanted out of their lives together and not just assume that they wanted the same things. And basically he was like, yo, I got into this ex- assuming you wanted kids too and I feel like I was, like, misled or like not clued in on the shit and now i'm married to you or whatever it's like one of those things people talk to your significant others about what you want out of life is what we're trying to tell you me and me and tyler are giving you the real real talk on the real life but don't just assume that your girl wants some babies with you she might not yeah that's the best thing talk talk about it talk talk about it um word what are you playing clash of Kings over there Clash of Clams. Um, and then clams. <laughs> yeah. playing trivia crack, and I'm waiting for this guy to play. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast right now. How can I play? Well, You've I'm, had two days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, well. Um, sorry. And then also, preview for next week's episode, it looks like... Uh, More drama. Natalia and Paige may be getting into it, because I think Paige is doing uh, some sexual things towards Natalia, some weird stuff. And because uh, they showed like, hey, stop doing this stuff. It's like, sort of okay. like Rosa. Sort of like how Rosa was trying to make out with her all the time. Sort of, but it was weird. Like and she was like, stop doing this stuff. It's like okay, and then like in a match, they showed like a match of like Paige like licking Natalia's face. <sighs> so I don't know. Also, one thing I want to point that out: sexual. Yeah, I don't know exactly <sighs> what you know what else they're gonna. Maybe if there. her breath was kicking, maybe. I get it, <laughs> I uh, um, one thing I noticed and. uh you know how Total Divas, like, they film it, like, way before. Like, it's not now. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm wondering is, you know how the Bellas are at odds right now? Was that the time period where even when they're on camera, they were at odds, too? Yes. I was wondering how they were going to play that. That's what I thought. I was like, ah, oh, they in the ring, they don't like each other. And backstage, they don't like each other. Mm. Smart. Fart. And that's it. Girl, bye. There you go. So thanks very much, Tyler and some of Doug. So, um, hey, man, I had a lot of wrestling to catch up. Yeah. I had to get, I get Impact. I had to get my Lucha Underground. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. I had to too much. Prioritize. Not a time of the day, son. Yeah, that's right. So uh, time to go into some hot topics for you all this week. Uh, for those of you who've been keeping track, Sonny and uh, former WWE diva Ashley, what was it, Mazzaro? Is that was her name? Yes. Uh, Mazzaro? Mazzaro. Oh, that's, yeah, that's her last name. They're in a, uh, <laughs> a Twitter war of elegant proportions. Um, Doug, do you want to kind of explain it or... I don't know. I don't really know what the deal was other than, like, she said that Ashley was a whore or a prostitute, which allegedly she was at one time, or, or some sort of call high-priced call girl. 
<laughs> at one time, which she made mention of. I don't know how it got to that point, and then Ashley. From was what like, I from what I saw on the uh, on the site, um, Sunny had posted for for those of you who were messaging me wanting to hook up. That's not my thing. Maybe you should message Ashley. I I heard she she did something like that or something to that degree. Yeah, I think this all stems from she was doing those uh, those in bed photo ops with herself mm. and those Skype things, and uh, I'm sure people were maybe alleging more stuff was going on there, like maybe she was <laughs> prostituting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I guess then Ashley was like, no, I don't. She doesn't know what she's talking about or something. And then for some reason, I guess it's just because she thought she that. Uh, Tammy was talking shit. She posted like a, a naked picture of her like masturbating, and there's like, well, it's like a split screen. It's like <laughs> it says like it says Ashley Massaro 2014, and it has like a you know a Bikini picture picture and, like a little cute selfie that you know she 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 liked, and then there was like a this dark and like shadowy like picture of allegedly <laughs> Tammy. questionable. It, it looks like it could be her, but who knows of but of like Full Tammy like. Read out total masturbation shot, like total crotch shot of her. Like, how did she get that picture? Uh, a we don't fan know. sent it to her. We don't know, or is that what she said? Yeah, she, she said, was in the she room. Said a fan sent this to me a long time ago, and I refrained from uh, from posting it because I thought we had hashed everything out. But apparently, she wants to bring up old past and stuff. So here you go, internet, have fun. You should have so, done that. Now it's on the internet. Now, <laughs> now they're. <laughs> At war with him. And now it's on the internet forever. <laughs> the moral of the story, don't be dirty, girls. Don't be dirty, girls. Oh, dirty. that's not the moral of the story. Well, if you don't have a dark past. No, no, no. Well, don't be fucking, like, slut-shaming and stuff. Like, girls, <laughs> you can be as dirty as you want to be. Own your own sexuality. The whole thing is, like, just don't be assholes to each other. There's, there you go. There's no, just don't yeah, be don't assholes. be dirty. Yeah, be as dirty as you want to be. Uh, yeah. It's uh, your life. Yeah. It's your sexuality. Own Do it. what you want. No slut shaming on this podcast. Yep. Absolutely. I'm tired. Hey, man. Bring it home. Yep. So, uh, for those of you who are fans of Harlem Heat, WCW Tag Team Champions, our former guests on the show, Stevie Ray, Booker T, they're going to be reuniting for their, quote, last match, one one final match, uh, coming up in February at Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. It's actually two. Uh, I have not heard, but uh, it's going to be in February in Pasadena, so we might have to go and check that one out. Pasadena, yeah, like where they where we went to the uh, invasion show, uh, and they had their uh, big. That's not Pasadena. Is oh well, is the Pasadena the one that we first went to? I thought Pasadena that was, was that little. Joe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that was a nice little place. Of that. At least that's what I've been seeing. That's what I've been seeing Pasadena throwing around. That's what I, if Pasadena is what you're talking about. I believe. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm incorrect. Um, and those of you in the, in the UK and Ireland who don't already have it through some other means, uh, WWE network no is one. now of, <laughs> of now available in the UK and Ireland. People who wanted to wait into the, I guess the legit way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The honorable way. So uh, so there you go. Uh, time to move on to the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question comes to us from Thomas. Drop it low, son. Drop it low. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to do. Jesus. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Stick to Sorry, what you know. I fucked it up. Stick to what you know. Saying, I'm going to come up with a better one. There is no better one. 
So saying, hey guys, with Macho Man Randy Savage finally getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, yeah. I wanted to get your guys' predictions about the rest of this year's class. Who would you like to see most go in? Who would you like to? Uh, who do you think would go in? There's been a lot of talk about the Undertaker possibly going in if he doesn't compete this year, but I'm sure they'd put. Uh, but I'm not sure they'd put Savage and the Undertaker in the same year. Uh, just some musings from me. Wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, take care, guys. Stay frosty. You think that uh, not this year, but the like next Lose year? Catchphrase or something? What's stay, stay frosty. frosty. Stay frosty. All right. You know, not this stay year, cool. but next year they would put Sting in. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I would feel like Sting would have to probably go in this year since they brought him in. I don't know. But if they're going to have him work over the next year or so, maybe just wait until next year. I don't know. Doug, anyone you'd like to see go in? I I honestly don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that Macho went in. I don't give a fuck if Taker goes in. Uh, to me, it's just like a little cash grab tie-in for mm-hmm. the mania weekend and there's uh they don't they're not concerned with legitimacy at all yeah and so it's hard for me to to have any strong feelings either positively or negatively with the wwe hall of fame just because they're not concerned with legitimacy they're not concerned with setting a standard or honoring guys who surpass the standard they're just concerned with like marketing people and Mm -hmm. using it as a cash grab and that's fine but like i you know that's why i just don't give a fuck like i don't care either way that's that's why i just don't care yeah but i mean like you know were it a legitimate hall of fame where they were concerned with like some sort of standards then then i would have stronger feelings but i just don't Mm. okay anyone for you other than sting tyler no okay um, yeah. So there Noah. you go. Thank you very much. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I'm not trying to come off like an asshole, but like, you know, don't tell me is if this were a legitimate Hall of Fame, would I would I be concerned with Macho going in, and would I feel strongly about Macho going in, and would I think it was long overdue that Macho went in? Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, do I think that Macho d- does Macho being in a Hall of Fame that has um, Drew Carey, Drew Carey, and fucking the Vince's limo driver, like Snooki. less than like how credible of a like, you know, of a Hall of Fame it is that he's mm-hmm. in to the point where it's like, well, do you care if Macho's in the same Hall of Fame as fucking Drew Carey and Vince's limo driver? Yeah, come Mike, on, talk Mike Tyson, to, yeah, talk, talk Pete to me, Rose. Talk to me about a real fucking Hall of Fame, and then I'll impassionately tell you about why Macho deserves to be in, but not this fucking joke. I'm gonna put yeah. Snooki in this year. Oh God, no. That's one thing they don't ever need to do. So, uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, if you know, let us know who you'd like to see in in uh, the Hall of Fame. Not well, Snooky. Oh, I wonder if Lucian's trying out new catchphrases like "Stay Frosty." Stay Frosty. My never friends. heard that before. Stay Frosty. Stay Frosty. You never heard friends. that before? No. Go get a Frosty from Wendy's. Well, Not that one. Okay, so final question Ooh. coming to us from 123MDF456 saying, Great podcast as usual, I'll just have two questions. Assuming Brian wins the Rumble and Rollins versus Orton happens at Mania, where do you think Reigns will be at on the card? You touched on this a little bit saying Rusev, but I'm thinking maybe uh, Cena sort of passes the torch losing to Reigns. Also assuming Reigns wins the Rumble, who would Brian face? Maybe Big Show following the authority sto- uh, storylines? Really hope Brian wins the Rumble. Um, if Brian doesn't 
win the Rumble, I don't know what they do with him because he doesn't fit into anything else that they've set up at this point. All right. Uh, as far as the Rusev and um, Rusev Reigns stuff that that uh, Daniel talked about a couple of weeks ago, and then I sort of thought that Ryback was on the track. It looks closer to probably what Daniel said. I think that's probably a better route at this point. I think it's fine for – that's a fine matchup, like Mania-wise. It's uh, going to give, you know um, – Reigns enough momentum to keep going, but not put him in a spot that he's not ready mm-hmm. for yet. So, I mean, I see that. I don't know what the fuck you do with Brian if he doesn't win the Rumble. He doesn't fit in anything else. Yeah. Unless unless Lesnar loses the title somehow. At, uh, between now and Mania. Between now and Mania, and you do Lesnar or Brian anyway. Yeah. I could see that maybe happening. And then I guess you could maybe. But then that still feels weird because Rollins would still have the case. And then. I don't know. That'd be weird. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I'm sorry, but all I see is Brian winning mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble. That's all I can see. Hopefully it'll go that way, but thank but, you very much for the question. He's been out there talking about how Lesnar is his, his dream mania opponent. Not dream, but he's like, that's the the mania opponent that I want is Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how that all plays out. But thank you for the questions. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube page and our Facebook page, uh, WNS Podcast, or YouTube page, WNS Video. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com uh, on Facebook. And, you know, going back to iTunes, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, but we're still giving, getting issues on that, check out our Stitcher or YouTube, definitely. Uh we're on Stitcher, Player.fm, and uh, Beyond Pod. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, on Twitter, at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Aber. I'm Doug, Teenager of the Year. And we will te- check check you all dip, next dip, week. Dip. Check, check, check yourself.